all the goth DJs and Twitch witches are hanging out on Thursday for the bad VHS rips, unblinking eyes, and fire by night. Thetans and Satans comes from an interest in the cult of Scientology, moral panics, Satanism, and how they set the tone for the extremist social media panics of today. We really earn our weird left Twitch badge with this show, watching the world go red light in reverse every Thursday at 9 p.m. Pacific on twitch.tv slash echoplexmedia. Find our full schedule at echoplexmedia.com. Read it to the lyrics, so let the fuck you still quench your thirst. As long as you 
right, welcome podcast listeners, and uh, thanks for sticking around, live viewers. This is The Plex. We do the show live every Sunday at 7 p.m. Pacific right here on Twitch at twitch.tv slash echoplexmedia. Go to echoplexmedia.com, click the support tab, find ways to support this project. I think the swag shop is the best way, but you can, you know, do what you feel, do what you feel. Anyway, I'm producer Dave, and um, this is in fact what the people want. Police officers... I don't hate the cops And there's a person inside when the truncheon stops I don't hate the cops But when the raiders come, who will protect the shops? Don't hate the cops They're a sensitive bunch if you don't stop throwing your rocks Snap, crackle, pop is the sound of a taser Your body drops Don't hate the cops But don't hate the cops Don't hate the cops Local police Cause they don't do nothing wrong Like your local police Got rid of the corruption And the racism is gone They've been keeping the peace Keeping homeless folks out of the parks and malls Got a cure for your social disease Follow the law Don't hate the cops Follow the law Don't hate the cops is still doing her sore loser lake routine uh here's a rather long clip of her on the steve bannon show i don't know how much of this we're going to run but let's see what's going on over there
Wow. <laughs> okay. I thought I thought all Maricopa County was run by the establishment. Carrie Lake joins us now. Ma'am, what happened over the weekend? I understand a bunch of your candidates won out there. That looked like a total grassroots revolt. Carrie Lake. Yes, the grassroots is not going to sit down and shut up, Steve. And, you know, some people say it's chaos. It, it's really ugly. No, that's how politics is in America. This is how it's not always clean and smooth and easy. And the grassroots stood up and said, we demand election integrity. And they voted for Team Truth, which was the slate that I endorsed. And we're so proud that three of our members made it, Shelby Bush, Craig Berland, and Lawrence Hudson. And it was it was a rough and tumble meeting. I'm not going to lie about that. I heard a lot of stories from on the inside there. But this is how it works. It's not always super clean and easy. We saw what was happening in Congress when they were trying to elect leadership there. And leadership at the Republican level in Maricopa County is critical. The three top people who were chosen care about election integrity. Several of them were involved in helping move my case forward and helping us investigate. Many of them were involved in the forensic audit after 2020. And this is a testament what to the foren- what is, in Maricopa I, County. I would just love to ask these people, what, what do you mean when you say forensic audit like i because i don't think that it actually fucking means anything at least not the way they use it i don't think that what they're saying means anything who will not just be quiet about election integrity in 2020 they said let's move on and now in 2022 in broad daylight our election was stolen well, i thought it happened and in the middle of the night a grassroots candidate who won in a landslide and they stole the election in broad daylight and there are people can you believe it in the republican party who wanted to just move on and act like it didn't happen but the grassroots rose up there are people in the republican party who simply accept the results of the election hell no we will elect people whose top priority not second priority not third priority but top priority is restoring honest elections and i'm i'm so proud of these fighters that we we've got on our team now you you said something on charlie kirk and you said it on the boardroom also that if uh if we let the election in uh, in Arizona be stolen, but stolen from Trump in 2020, right? Stolen from you uh, again in uh, or attempted to steal because it's still in the courts. If we do that, we're going to end up like Venezuela or like Brazil. And Huffington Post and people are in what Brazil like they just had an election. Like Brazil ended up like us actually. They had an election. It was a close election. The more liberal leaning person won, and then the fucking followers of the more conservative leaning person like fucking wrecked shop down the Carrie Lake says if she's not put as governor uh, we're going to end up like Venezuela but what you said was very powerful we got about a minute here and I want to hold you through but what did you mean by that to to explain to that because Huffington Post and other left-wing sites are in full meltdown about Carrie Lake is the new Avita good they should she's not Avita my god what who's saying that she's Avita I don't think anyone is saying that. I think Steve Bannon just fucking made that up. Because they've been lying to the people for a long time. They've been lying to the people, trying to influence elections with their lies. And the people showed up in droves only to have the election officials steal. Are so you going to sing Don't Cry for Me, Maricopa? Hundreds of thousands of ballots, invalid ballots, in to be counted in the legal count. Sabotage Election Day by making sure that the tabulators wouldn't read the ballots because they intentionally misprinted the ballots. And we already know that 179,000 ballots were spit out, mis- Misread on election day. They are running our. But wait a minute, like but they, they just because they were misread, that doesn't mean they weren't counted. That just means the machine couldn't read them and they were probably counted by hand. 
do in Venezuela, like they do in North Korea. And if we don't stand up and fix it now, our children will be living in the communist country. Carrie, just hang her for one second. Carrie Lake, you also have what's going on in the in the grassroots. Tell, tell me the strategy of the elites, the establishment. The establishment's got a very thought through strategy here. How to break us? How are they doing it? Yeah, well, they steal the elections. Then they steal in broad daylight and tell us to sit down and shut up. And then they go to our LD meetings and drag things out and add heaps and heaps of frustration, hoping that the grassroots will just throw their hands up in the air and say, I've had enough and walk out. And they're hoping that we don't vote again either, that we'll just say, why would I ever vote again? That is exactly what they want. They want the grassroots to go away, put their head back in the sand and just say, it's all so corrupt. We're not going to take part. This is when we have to double down. Katie Hobbs, who is a fraud, released her budget. Let me just read you a couple of lines. This is not what the people voted for, by the way. Removing 12 million from the border strike force to secure our border. Full removal of ESAs, which is vouchers, which allows you to choose which school your tax money goes to for your children. That's not what a voucher is. It doesn't allow you to decide what money goes to the schools. If you don't have any kids, you can't get a voucher. For illegals to attend college, removal of money from homeless pregnant women program, funneling it into abortions, $7 million to investigate police officers. The people of Arizona didn't vote for this. And now they're going to go in and try Sounds to save the Republican Party from the grassroots who earned everything we've got. And we can't. Yes, you've earned everything you've gotten. That is out. correct. We got to stay till the bitter end, no matter how frustrating they are. And that's what they did on Saturday. I'm so proud of Arizona grassroots Republicans. Yeah. And I just want to tell them I love them. I'm fighting with them. Carrie, we're going to have you on tomorrow when the defense has to put forward their, their, this appellate court thing. But how do people today get to your site? How do they get to you on social media? Thanks. And go to Carrie Lake, K-A-R-I-L-A-K-E. I'm on Getter, Twitter, uh, you know, you name it. Or you can go to SaveArizonaFund.com. This is where you can find out more about our law. You can find out about our donate in button. In the appellate court in Arizona, yeah. we're going to take it to the Supreme Court. Hobbs's defense comes in tomorrow. We'll do a full analysis with Carrie and the team. Carrie Lake, honored to have you on here. Thank you, ma'am. Carrie Lake is cooked. She's done. The whole thing's over. The election's been over for such a long time. She's just, all she's doing here is trying to raise money. She's trying to raise money and like maybe to run again, but mostly probably just to raise money um, for uh, probably herself, if I had to wager a guess. It's uh, like a version of like what I'm doing here. I'm trying to raise money for myself by doing a Twitch stream and a podcast, but uh, I'm not lying to you about it, pretending I'm going to save the fucking state or whatever. My God. <clears throat> All right. Wendy Rogers of Arizona. She is, I believe, in the state legislature, one of uh, one of the state legislatures, or she may no longer be there. I don't know. I think she won her reelection. <clears throat> She's kind of fading into the background because of Carrie Lake. So, of course, uh, she had to also join the... Uh, Real America's Voice Network to talk about stolen elections in a very unhinged and possibly incomprehensible way. You know, I, I hate to be the the uh, Debbie Downer here, but I wonder if it's because some of those senators know those bills will never get passed because uh, they've got a governor in the White House, excuse me, a governor in the mansion there that will never sign them. So that gives them cover to go ahead and support it, knowing it'll never go through. Well, they also realized that they were sent to the Arizona Senate to represent their constituents, irrespective of whether or not the uh, resident uh, in the governor's seat 
signs the bills. And oh, by the way, I'm I'm a cockeyed optimist. I think Perry Lake's going to be in the seat. And if you'll look back at the 1916 uh, court case in Arizona, where they had a de facto governor uh, for nearly a year and then replaced him with the actually elected governor, uh, there is court precedent. Well, Wendy Rogers, I hope you are right about that. That would be just amazing. It would be great for Arizona. I promise you, here's my deal. I will come out. I will buy you and your husband and Carrie Lake a a steak dinner on me, and I'll be happy to celebrate that when it happens. Uh, Senator Wendy Rogers, I always appreciate you fighting for Arizonans and, and the people of this country. Thank you for coming on tonight. Thank you. And we have to continue to fight. We must persevere. Just remember, Al Capone was taken down on a mere tax evasion uh, allegation. So you just never know what thing is going to break our way. You absolutely are right on that. And don't worry, we will always be fighting right here on the show, on this network and everybody out there watching. Wendy Rogers, thank you. Cooked. The people are done there. They're just not, they can't, I don't think there's any, I don't think there's any judge out there who's just going to like overturn an election. I don't think judges have that kind of power. I mean, who knows? It's, I mean, it's fucking possible, I guess, but I'm just like, I just think it's all over. And I think the, um, I already forget her name, the governor of Arizona. Now, I think she was really smart to just shut the fuck up and let Carrie Lake talk. That was a pretty good fucking strategy. It's a winning strategy. If your opponent is a person who put their brain in, um, an instant pot and then put it back in their head, just let them talk and you can probably win just by not being them. So uh, in other news, in more news, uh, George Santos actually invented uh, congressional committees, and so, um, of course, Kevin McCarthy has to assign him to some of them. No sound? Um, yeah, we'll be done with um, all committees today. He'll get seated on committees, yes. You, uh, you yes. said yesterday you had some questions about his past. You raised concerns during the campaign season before the election. Well, I raised cons- uh, my staff raised concerns when the, he had a staff member who impersonated my chief of staff, and that individual was let go when when Mr. Santos Wait, what? found out about it from there. I didn't even know about that. George Santos had a staff member that impersonated Kevin McCarthy's chief of staff. What the fuck is going on in the Republican Party right now? What do you mean that I? Uh, that's crazy. What do you mean they impersonated your chief of staff? How do you impersonate Kevin McCarthy's chief of staff? Who even knows who the... What? I thought um, I thought I was going to be talking about something else there, but that's crazy. Fucking, fucking I don't know. Get him. Go out there. You impersonate uh, the, the speaker's uh, chief of staff. So uh, a former friend of uh, George Santos, George Santos actually invented former friends, um, went on Anderson Cooper to talk about uh, Mr. Santos's history of confabulation. How long did you actually live together? We were only uh, roommates for a few months, and I also knew him as uh, Anthony Zabrowski. Oh, look, he's got a fucking, look, and he's got a fucking Berkeley shirt on. I bet he was telling people he went to Cal at this point, too. You knew him. Why did he say he had two names then? Well, he... He used Zabrowski for his uh, Friends of Pets United, his um, uh, his GoFundMe, and he would say, oh, well, you know, the, the Jews will give more if you're a Jew, and so that's the name he used for his GoFundMes. 
And what was he having GoFundMe's for back then? Uh, his he had a uh, pet charity, Friends of Pets United. Uh, it was supposedly to um, help out with you know sick animals and things like that. There's actually um, just an article released from um, uh, one of my reporters uh, who's been interviewing me a lot, uh, Jacqueline Sweet, about how he conned a, a homeless military vet out of three thousand dollars for his uh, service dog. <laughs> oh man george santos is going to be the gift that keeps on giving also the inventor of gifts uh, george santos so we got uh, we're going to move on to the to some hannity sean hannity and his guests are going to talk about the u.s the u.n and communism why a penny to the World Health Organization? Why are we giving? Why don't we let China have the UN? They can keep it. They can pay the seven billion dollars a year that we're paying. Well, if these international organizations don't have U.S. influence, I'd say, generally speaking, more Western democratic influence, we know what's going to happen. China, Russia, Iran, North Korea, those are going to be the countries that are in charge of the world, not us. We're the leader of the free world. It's our responsibility to take part in these. It makes, I would never these, say that they are well managed. It. You think that the, these organizations are having any positive impact, that the American people are I benefiting do. from the billions of dollars that our government wastes on these globalist socialist organizations? First of all, I would add to the pile, if you're going to insist on calling them globalist socialist organizations, the fact that they're democratic organizations, and that's one of their core missions to promote. So let's look at NATO. (laughs) What NATO is doing right now to support Ukraine is one of the most incredible things in modern history. Where would we be right now? Vladimir Putin would be in charge of Ukraine. The USSR would be being rebuilt if it weren't for NATO. Who's paying more for NATO, the United States or Western European NATO countries? We are. We, we are paying more. I would answer. never. We, so, we are. No, I, I said we are. We are. I, but yeah, everyone. This is like the host of a show on Fox News that they're <clears throat> that they're just they're doing this to. This is amazing. First of all, lady, lady, you, you seem like you probably have marketable skills. Go, go, go work somewhere else. These people are monsters. We have more money than them to contribute. And I'm not saying that we can't reassess because how much we do country. contribute to these organizations. Tell, tell that to the middle class and poor yeah, so that are Western struggling. Western Europe is a capitalist yeah. set of countries, too. <laughs> that poor lady. She had to go on the fucking Hannity show and deal with those fucking idiots. Oh, man, I hope the fucking money is worth it, lady. I hope the money is worth it because you could be working somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Seems like you know your shit. Anyway, here's uh, what passes for civil debate on the Hannity show. Uh, he had a guest on, a, a liberal guest, to a debate. And, um, well, let's see how it goes. As a Democrat, can you be intellectually honest enough to admit there's a double standard? Uh, well, first of all, you're mixing a lot of different stories here. Let's start no, with Hillary Clinton. They're all the same. It's Seven about three before... different people with top no, secret no, classified a- information actually, and the treatment yeah, you're, of the you're, three. So focus. You can keep up. You're right. But you're now not answering my general Trump. question. Is there a I am double answering your question? It, no, you're, you're not. trying to compare because Hillary three Clinton different never, elected Hillary officials. Hillary Clinton never had her home raided, nor did George. 
Hillary Clinton also testified in her front home of wasn't raided. A US Rich, look at this. He, the fucking dude can't even fucking. He's not even letting him say any. He's not. He's like, here, here's my questions. But these aren't questions now, are they? If you don't let your guest answer the questions, I guess your questions are statements. Keep up. Uh, her home was raided. Trump was. was. Keep up. That's Mr. Fowler, let me Justice refresh. Department. Fucking walk off, dude. Just take your mic off and be like, well, fuck you. Just leave. Just walk off, dude. We don't yeah. have a lot of time. Sure. If you Please recall, do. before the, the raid, here, Sean. before the raid, the FBI was in the very room where those those classified documents were found. They were but there. But this is not about they the had, FBI. This is about the they National They were there. Archives. They didn't need to write letters. They saw it all. They could have taken it with them that day. But this is they about chose, the They chose yeah, not to. Not <laughs> they asked for a padlock. They got the padlock, and then comes the raid anyway. Be clear. The FBI, a federal judge. Uh, the a federal judge issued and a subpoena and the subpoena was served it was not a raid under a democratic administrations they only raided one one president or one presidential candidate and that was trump and the other candidates got different treatment because that's not he, equal he was justice not raided. He was or served equal a application it was not of our laws and that's not it good was, for this but country. But it was not a raid. But Let's use I the right language here. With Fact us. patterns and language matters. When we come back, good hate speech you, laws are <laughs> he's like here's the question don't answer it i'm going to talk over you here's the question don't answer it i'm going to talk over you like it's fine like whatever i'm kind of combative if people come in here like if they want to come in the discord and disagree with me and i do cut people off but i cut people off if they're repeating themselves or word salading changing the subject uh trying to run a gish gallop on me that kind of stuff but i don't answer i don't ask them a question and then let after like three words in like fucking talk right over them like even i don't do that so here we go. In nobody to root for, we have the New York City Police Chief versus Caitlyn Jenner. They're talking about the the thin blue line flag. And in this case, the New York City Police Chief, I think, has the right point of view. He's just kind of a scumbag. Well, the LAPD banning the pro-police thin blue line flag from the department's public areas, all because of a single complaint that claimed the flag represents, quoting here, violent and extremist views. Yes, it's yes, it's a police brutality flag. LA's police chief was quick to wave the white flag, agreeing that the thin blue line had become too controversial. The ban outraging thousands of officers who say the force is already suffering because of low morale. Let's bring in Caitlyn Jenner, former California gubernatorial candidate and a Fox News contributor. Caitlin, it's always great to have you on. Uh, 10,000 members of the LAPD, which is pretty much everybody, disagree with the chief on this. You would think this time in history, the chief would, would want to back up his officers. Well, uh, this is a political issue, amazing, in California. And uh, uh, Chief Michelle Moore, he went woke on us big time. Mm -hmm. And um, it's really hurting the morale out here in California. Basically, what happened? Oh, it was LAPD. Um, I thought it was NYPD. My uh, mistake. He's in an appointed position. He was appointed in 2018 by Eric Garcetti, and now he's up for reappointment. And right. he has to kind of cater to the board. Well, you can imagine here in California, the LAPD board is very woke. So. Um, this issue of the flag came up. The LAPD doesn't have a board. Uh, the blue line flag that has been in public areas for a mm -hmm. while. And it's to really recognize the fallen LAPD officers 
um, uh, that we've had over the last few years. Yeah, whatever happened to athletes and need to shut the fuck up and like not talk politics. Other far left organizations says you can't put that flag up in a public place. It's it's racist. It's it promotes violence. Mm. And so he went woke on us and decided to go with the um, the leftist groups and remove the flags. Well, that really pissed yeah. off the LAPD. Um, and 10,000 officers uh, rejected that. So yeah. he's trying to play his cards. It's typical here in California, which is the wokest place out there. Okay. Fuck yeah. He cannot please everybody. And I don't know if this strategy is going to work for him. Uh, the vote was supposed to be tomorrow, but uh, Karen Bass, our mayor, put the vote off to get more public right. opinion. And obviously, they're getting some public opinion right now. So we're going to see if uh, he's going to be able to retain his position uh, as police chief. And here's what his position is, Caitlin, very quickly. He said this to Fox News Digital. We received a community complaint of the presence of a blue line flag with the view that it symbolized support for violent extremist views, such as those represented by the Proud Boys and others. It's unfortunate that extremist groups have hijacked the use of the thin blue line flag to symbolize their undemocratic, racist and bigoted views. I checked. Yeah, nobody to fucking nobody root for here because the thin blue line flag was always a political statement. Uh, and it was almost it's almost universally used to suggest that without the without police violence you would be suffering violence at the hands of your neighbors or whatever and so it's like an overtly political message and the police are supposed to be apolitical or whatever i know they're not but that's an overtly political message and they can fucking fly it the cops can fly it on their fucking front porch and whatever they can fly it on their doorstep they can put the fucking symbol on their personal car do whatever but don't put that shit on your uniform or on your cop car there is no wide evidence that this flag has been hijacked by these extremist <laughs> groups it's just not true so he's you know he's flying this false flag up up the the pole well that oh, he thought he had a quip there out here in california they're going to decide what uh, they want this flag to mean and not what it really was meant to mean and that was to remember uh, the fallen officers here in the mm -hmm. Los Angeles and L.A. That is not what the thin blue line flag means. It, even if even the charitable interpretation is that the police are a line between you and the criminals. It does not mean to remember the fallen officers. That's not what it means. PD. Um, and they change the narrative. And th that happens with everything. We see this all the time with the far left. They're yeah. trying to control the media. And out here you have nothing but far left media. So their point gets across. And so uh, the chief, Moore, tried to play to that because it's the board, a very woke board, that is yeah. going to vote on him in the next few days. Um, and he wants to keep his position. So we'll see if his strategy works. Um, yeah. uh, I don't know, but he certainly lost the, um, uh, the LAPD officers um they're really upset with him so i don't know what he's going to do even if he does get the job yeah. is he going to be able to keep the lapd officers on his side we shall soon find out caitlin jenner always great to have you on thank you and sandra caitlin makes a great point because the whole concept here is i talked to a, a guy i know from the wounded blue which really goes after you know fighting for officers who have been uh, wounded and killed in the line of duty he says this is a morale buster i mean this is killing morale they are trying to get officers and they are killing morale here each and every day because i mean they're asking officers who retired years ago to come back on the force because they cannot fill these positions and here you 
you have situations like yeah, this? Yeah, I mean, we used to just be worried about the, the hit to morale. Then it was, we were worried to, to even have officers on the job uh, because the morale got so low. Recruitment became so horrible mm -hmm. uh, for so many of these police departments across the country. And now this, the last thing we need is divisiveness that is lowering the morale even further and making it harder for the men and women in blue to do their job. People don't want to be cops for some reason, um, and it's probably about the flag. No, it's people don't want to be cops. Like, I don't know. It pays pretty good. You get overtime. Like, there's all kinds of, like, perks that you get, like, professionally as a cop, and people still don't want to do the job for, you know, whatever reason. Maybe the problem is the system, and there are people who just are not willing to become part of the system, that corrupt system that involves things like the thin blue line. So uh, t sometimes Tucker Carlson's show is objectively funny. Here's a couple examples. This is this is about breastfeeding and how it's uh, like, a you know, just recent. If it's not natural to breastfeed, how did like the species get to where it is now? Like, why didn't we die out several millennia ago? I think we found other ways like formula to feed the babies. So and okay, years so ago, like in, during the medieval period, like where did you get the Similac? Then? Well, well I, yeah, exactly. I'm not quite sure. But, not quite sure. but this breastfeeding oh. phenomenon has been going on for the last 10 years. The last 10 years. <laughs> Our mothers weren't all exactly into breastfeeding. You had the, the feminism, the, the revolution, the 70s. Wait a minute. What the fuck is this lady talking about? This is fucking this is amazing. Did you know that breastfeeding is like a feminist thing from the last 10 years, but it also goes back to the feminist movement of the 70s? Men did not breastfeed like they do nowadays. So breastfeeding okay. has not always been the answer. Feminists, as usual, are helping to obscure biological realities because they don't like them. And that's an attack on science. It's and I'm a, against it's that. It's a study that's just saying it's inappropriate to say that breast milk is the only natural way to feed a child. A man could naturally feed a child in other ways. Actually, it's, a man can't naturally feed a well, child. A man can't produce can formula. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> it's natural. It's the natural. <laughs> Oh, one of the best fucking clips I've ever seen. Oh, we may watch that one again during the post game. That was fucking, that was some real fucking shit right there. Here we go. Uh, this is from the same, it's actually the same show there. <laughs> apparently, uh, apparently Tucker's show on, what was that? What was that? It was Friday. Apparently Tucker's show on Friday was fucking a real thing to behold. Here's, uh, here's him talking about uh, cannabis and uh, tobacco. Why do they hate nicotine? Because nicotine frees your mind. No. No. Oh, if only the government would tell my kids they're fat. You can't even get the planes to take off on time. Oh, you're obsessed with gas stoves. No, you're obsessed with gas stoves, buddy. <laughs> it's another battle in the culture wars. Oh, not the culture wars. They're worried about a culture war. Culture wars. Stop with the culture wars. <laughs> Incandescent light bulbs. They're also on the way out. Now you're stuck with some glowy fluorescent crap. Come and take it. How's that? The country has banned shower heads and toilets. Oh, what? have some more weed. Mental <laughs> cancer. <laughs> no more nicotine for you. Oh, whoa, this is great. What are you gonna come up with? A titanium straw? What? Got any ideas on that? Carmela Harris? Hmm, shut up, you freak. That's demented. You're a sick person, okay? 
<laughs> oh, I don't know. That first clip was way better with the with the breastfeeding. We just started doing it in the last 10 years. But that's the fucking thing about, oh, don't smoke this, smoke that. Well, yeah, actually, I would suggest that people, if they're going to smoke one or the other, should, in fact, uh, smoke cannabis. It's has less negative health impacts than tobacco. And I say that as a person who sometimes smokes tobacco and sometimes smokes cannabis. So uh, we got one more Tucker. I'm going to kind of skipping around on the docket here because we are definitely not going to get to all these stories in an hour. Here's a here's Tucker asking, asking some questions about South Africa and, you know, we never talk about it anymore because uh, no one wants to admit what's happened there over the last uh, 29 years. 29 years ago, South Africa abolished apartheid, just in case anybody was unaware of that. So this ought to be not racist. We shouldn't be surprised by this, however, because it's consistent with what Biden has promised. Has promised since the day he got into office. And the promise was that race-blind justice, which is the entire foundation of the rule of law in the West, has been for centuries, is done. The new model, South Africa. What? That's the new model, South Africa. A country we never talk about because no one wants to admit what's happened there over the past 29 years. Oh, what do you think, what do you think you think's happened there? I think, I think he means like the black people fucking had rights and took over the government because they were the majority, they're the majority of the people. <clears throat> of course, he's not gonna actually say that. So we got, we're gonna move on to some school board stuff. Uh, this first one is a member of a school board. Um, don't know how he got elected. They're just not sending their best to the school board, that's for sure. He's going to ask about um, fertility care and fertility treatment for uh, teachers and uh, you know, suggest that maybe we shouldn't have that. Anyway, here we go. Uh, then we're looking at once an employee uh, gets pregnant and they have to take time off with their pregnancy, then we're looking at having to hire substitute replace that person. <clears throat> you know, so there's there's other other things, other cost factors that will be built in there other than just what we've got to think about. So we need to think about the whole thing and look at the whole thing and uh, and uh, you know just not make a need have a knee jerk reaction yeah he's like, like saying we need to look into the other costs if we uh, provide fertility treatment to uh, teachers who would like help uh, raising kids which is real real interesting because I thought these people wanted everybody having kids but I guess maybe it really depends Depends who. They don't really want teachers having kids, right? Those teachers might be liberals. Don't want them liberals having kids. Oh, no. Here's um, Father Loses It at School Board over book discussing bestiality, allegedly available to seven-year-old daughter. This morning, I accessed a book I can assure you that this book has been approved and is accessible to my daughter, the one that's seven years old, by the way. I have access to this book. 
I'm going to read you a little passage from this book because if it's good enough for her to access it, it's good enough to be read over here. And this book is approved according to the Waterloo District School Board for ages for grade four to five reading level. He could have been an active homosexual, but lacked the courage. Bestiality did not occur to him, and sodomy was quite out of the question, for he did not experience sustained and could not endure the thought of somebody else's. And since he was too different to confront homosexuality, and since little boys were insulting, scary, and stubborn, he further limited his interest to little girls. They were usually manageable and frequently seductive. But someday I will die. I, will, I was always so kind. Why do I have to die? The little girls. The little girls are the only things I'll miss. Do you know that when I touched their and bit them just a little, I felt I was being friendly? That's the bluest eye. A book that my daughter can access. Um, the bluest eye. <clears throat> yeah, I don't know. I don't know enough about that book, but I don't know. It just seems like it seems like people are going to the school board. Like, I don't know. Should the school library have that book? Maybe, maybe not. Who knows what the point of the book is? Like, he didn't tell us anything what the point of the book was. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I thought, you know, freedom of speech and all that. Um, <clears throat> so you knew we were going to talk about it. There was a there was a bit of a fight this week, bit of a bit of a dust up in the conservative uh, media space. And um, it was between the Stephen Crowder and probably his dad and uh, Ben Shapiro and the people at the Daily Wire. So let's kind of let's take a look at a few clips here. But for the first time, I have to say that I believe many of those in charge in the right leaning media are actually at odds with what's best for you, the viewer the customer, uh, and more importantly, the country. We here at Mug Club, we thought that we were all in this together, that we were fighting the, the, the media, entertainment, industrial complex. Um, we thought that we were all genuinely taking it to big tech. But too many of those in charge of the big conservative platforms um, are verifiably in bed with them. Big tech is in bed with big con. The people you thought, the people I thought were fighting for you, a lot of it has been a big con. Now, I'm specifically avoiding naming names or going after individuals uh, in this video because I genuinely hope that those I'm addressing, and you know who you are, have a change of heart. It's, it's never too late to do the right thing. Guys, this is a genuine plea. We can all do better. We can all do better. It doesn't have to be this way. And please don't make me have to provide receipts. Oh, the thing is, everybody knew he was talking about the Daily Wire. Everybody knew he was talking about the Daily Wire. So here is Jeremy Boring, which is an unfortunate name. Um, he's going to, I guess, hit back at Steven Crowder. Saying that, uh, you know, he's also been funded by uh, lots of people with money throughout his career. Uh, and how would we stay in business? And Stephen, this is a very important point. Stephen, again, I think the most entertaining, uh, talented person in the conservative movement, I think one of the most entertaining 
and talented people in entertainment generally in the country today? No. Has, has created a very successful content generation company, a very successful production company. But Stevens never had to create the company that actually distributes markets and monetizes all of that content. You know, he talks in his video about being one of the only true independent conservative voices. Uh, and I find that incredibly offensive. You know, Stephen, the whole time I've known him, has worked for someone else, uh, has been paid by someone else. That doesn't mean other people tell him what to say. He's a very independent voice, and, and that's good. So is Matt Walsh. So is Candace Owens. So is Ben Shapiro. So is Michael Knowles. So is uh, Brett Cooper. Who's Brett Cooper? Uh, but Stephen, you know, as much or more than any of them, a very independent voice. But he's not exactly a self-made man. That, that's not true. He, he was paid by PJTV when I met him, which was owned by a billionaire at the time. Then he was paid by CRTV for a number of years, which was owned by a billionaire uh, at the time. Then he was paid by The Blaze, which was subsidized by a billionaire, uh, until Tyler Carden, one of the real genius businessmen in our movement, turned the company around and, and made it profitable. Uh, during all of that time, Stephen drove a ton of revenue. He was, he's incredibly valuable. I'm not suggesting that he wasn't driving uh, value. He was. I'm only saying he didn't have to build all of that. He didn't have to think about it. And he didn't necessarily have to be profitable. And he doesn't know for a fact that he was profitable. Because, as he has said very publicly, all those companies, none of them really shared all the information about what was happening with them. So Stephen feels very certain that his show was always profitable. But he doesn't know that his show was profitable. And even if it was, what became of that profit? Most of that profit almost certainly was reinvested into growing the infrastructure and growing the technology and growing the marketing and growing the compliance. That's how business works. This is great. This is great. They've got like their, <clears throat> like their not really on-air personality guy on there going after, basically not going after Steven Crowder, but saying, Steven, Steven, really? Like you were funded by billionaires. Like this guy, by the way, Daily Wire is uh, not an independent organization either. They're they have a they have financial backing. So here's a uh, Ben Shapiro reacting to uh, Stephen Crowder's accusations about the Daily Wire. Okay. Meanwhile, I, I would just like to take a moment. Speaking of big tech and its suppression of free speech, take one moment to comment on a controversy that has broken out because. My friend, Stephen Crowder, been friends with Stephen for a long time, like well over a decade. I was his lawyer when he first signed a contract with Fox, and I've been friendly for a very long time. He put out a video essentially accusing Daily Wire of being in league with big tech. He's accusing us of being in league with big tech because of a term sheet, a negotiable term sheet that we submitted to him that offered to pay him $50 million over four years and, um, and included provisions that said that if he got booted from arenas that would lose him ad dollars since we would also lose the ad dollars then he would lose money as well this is typically how contracts work if his show were to start losing money this is true of my show if i if my show loses money and it loses the daily wire money i lose money and so if steven had come to work at daily wire plus it would have been precisely the same thing right that if he had lost money in the ad space and his show had lost money then he also would have lost money because that's how a joint venture works steven interpreted that as a uh, somehow misinterpreted i'll give it the, the best possible gloss he somehow misinterpreted that as us attempting to quote unquote do the work of youtube uh no no if you want more on that then you should check out my friend and um co-founder jeremy boring's 
55 minute video going through every single word of the. Oh, we all, we we ain't gonna watch that whole thing. Read on his own YouTube channel. He read certain parts. He didn't read other parts. Jeremy reads literally word for word the entire term sheet and explains every single term they're in. I think it is well worth the watch. We should all be on the same side of this thing. I'm encouraging you. They should go subscribe to Stephen's Mug Club. I hope that he's very successful in whatever endeavor he chooses to pursue. That does not mean that he happens to be correct about the term sheet we submitted to him. And um, and there is something rather nasty about attacking people who have been friends for over a decade, colleagues, defenders for over a decade on the basis of your own misinterpretation of a document that offers you $50 million over the course of four years. None of these people are your friends. These people you meet as like a creator or whatever, they're not your friends. Um, they're just not. You may end up becoming like real life friends with one or two people if you're in this kind of game. But I, I don't think that, I don't think Ben Shapiro and fucking Steven Crowder be palling around and shit. These people aren't Steven Crowder's friends, and um, they shouldn't be. Nobody should be friends with someone like Steven Crowder, I don't think. Not even little tiny dancer Ben Shapiro should be friends with somebody like Steven Crowder. But this is kind of great to watch because Steven Crowder's uh, contract with The Blaze was not renewed, and so he's kind of out there on his own, not getting funding from uh, a major media organization, and he uh, tried to get funding from the Daily Wire, and... He just didn't agree to like a simple contract. And instead of trying to be like, well, I don't understand what this means or can we renegotiate this part of the contract or whatever, he just threw a fit because the first offer they sent him wasn't basically written by Steven Crowder. I mean, so far as I can tell, that's what's going on here. And like, I don't know, him and his dad are doing a really shitty job of negotiating apparently because if, if their version of negotiating is having like a, having like a piss baby fit like on the internet about the terms of, an agreement that could have been negotiated to change the terms of the agreement, then they're like really poor negotiators. And I say that as somebody who probably isn't the best negotiator myself, but you know, whatever, I'll take that 50 mil for four years, daily wire. And you could claim to uh, have a voice from the left on your show. It'd be really good for your uh, propaganda campaign and bad for my, um, integrity, but I would take the money because $50 million is worth more than my integrity. <laughs> I'll fucking cop to that shit. Not the system I want, the system I live in. Anyway, here's Candace Owens on this uh, exciting turn of events. Unrelatable. Unrelatable. People are trying to pay for bacon and eggs right now at the grocery store, trying to buy a steak once a week, and you're over here crying because somebody couldn't meet you at $120 million. And it is crying. I don't like it. It was a total bitch move. There are plenty of things that happen across all organizations in the conservative movement where I will say that I empathize and with Steven Crowder and saying that sometimes you feel like a cynic, which is like, is everybody selling out? Are people doing this? People doing that? There are a lot of things that Daily Wire has done that I disagree with. There's a lot of things that Turning Point has done that I disagree with. Uh, there are things perhaps that Prager U has done that I disagree with. I have worked with all of these companies, right? But to do a total bitch move and go out to the public rather than trying to resolve these things and these, and these slight differences behind the scenes and to make it seem like you're the hero and you're the true one and you keep it authentic when something really nothing happened other than you didn't like an initial term sheet and all you had to do was tell them that and tell them what you didn't like and go back and forth with lawyers like everybody else i think it's crappy i think it's i, I think steven is a, a little egocentric he probably will do better on his own i don't think he knows how to plan a team and by the way the last thing i'm going to say because i'm going on tim pool tonight so i'm going to say it anyways later is that i'm pretty sure wasn't it Steven Crowder, who also screwed over somebody he used to work with was it not gay jared because he had him tied up in a contract 
wasn't that Stephen Crowder who did that? So is he supposed to be the moral high bar? Are we not supposed to call him out for that? Here, here's the thing. Stephen, why don't you release not gay Jared from his NDA and allow him to talk about how he felt he was treated by you? Because I know that at the blaze, everyone says that you're actually not that nice. You treat people poorly, but you bring in so much revenue that everybody just has to take it. So I don't like it. It stinks to high heaven. And I'm calling you out on that because I think it's, it was crappy that you threw mud on me. Did it the first time via a tweet a long time ago. You're not doing it a second time. Total bitch move. Next. Like, she's right there. She's a ghoul, too. But she's right. She like she said the same thing I said, essentially, is like you get an initial offer for a contract. You don't like parts of it. You fucking talk to your lawyer about it. And then you fucking renegotiate those parts of the contract. This is fuck. It's all in the game, baby. It's not even it's not even like controversial. So that's enough of that. Um, but I think that uh, I think the more shit's going to come out about old Steven Crowder as time goes on. I think I think he fucking done pissed off a lot of people in that media space. And I there's some rumors about him. And so I wouldn't be surprised at all if the next bit of tea spilled about him is by a certain Christian Walker. I don't know anything for sure, but that's that's. I'm hearing some. I've heard some rumors about old Steven. Um. Anyway, we're gonna gear up for the next big fight. This is gonna be uh the former president versus the current governor of Florida, and uh, this will be another fun one to watch. Um. I if I had to guess though, I'd think the the current governor of Florida would actually is actually gonna win this fight if it comes to it. Those rallies were unbelievable, and he ended up beating. Kill him, and most people thought he couldn't do that, but I, I thought he could. So, uh, I got him elected, pure and simple. He would have never, if I, if I said I wasn't going to endorse you, uh, and I was close, you know, there was no reason to go wild about endorsing him. So, you know, now I hear he might want to run against me. So, we'll handle that the way I handle things. Yeah. So, uh, you. We'll handle that the way I handle things. Oh, I don't know. I think fucking Trump might get spanked by Ron DeSantis in a primary. I think Trump might get spanked by Ron DeSantis because Ron DeSantis was actually has actually been an effective governor of Florida. I don't like what he's doing, but he's sure doing the shit out of it. And uh, the people in Florida sure love him. That's a lot of votes in Florida. A lot of California Republicans like him too. There's a primary here in California. I think fucking Ron DeSantis has a there's a pretty good chance of fucking being the one to like dethrone Trump as the like the leader of the modern conservative movement. I don't know for sure, but that's just my guess. So uh, now we're now that we talked about that upcoming fight, now we're gearing up for the stupidest fight of all. This is for the chair of the Republican National Committee, uh, Ron uh, Ron McDaniel, I think her name is, is the current chair, and a fucking. Uh, a coke-addicted pillow salesman is going to try to dethrone uh, Ms. McDaniel. It's almost like Rana watched my video I did for all the members this last week and put it out to all the 168 of what I plan on doing being the RNC chair. She says, well, we're, we can finally get involved in election integrity. You collected $80 million in 2020 at the end of 2020 saying that's exactly what you're going to do, and you never spent it on that. So all the things within the RNC, you can streamline costs. I do that all day long as a CEO. I'll fix all that right away. But one of the things I'm two years ahead of her and, and Harmeet is 
I've been working with the grassroots. We've been working to fix this country's election platform, Steve. This is what has to be done, and we're well on our way. And we need the RNC to get behind these things that are going to get the, the candidates out there. I'll be able to look. I'm going to bring trust back to the to the RNC. <laughs> oh, this is going to be great. I really, I don't think, I don't think any of these uh, Republican um, establishment people who are in charge of the RNC are going to have fucking one second of time for this guy. But boy, would it be great if this guy was the head of the RNC? What a fucking amazing thing that would be! It would be so much fun. Just, just the the absolute fucking clown show that would uh, ensue. I mean, we. We thought we'd seen clown shows in the Republican Party before, but this would just be like beyond the pale. This would be uh, stunning. I would be very, I would be very happy to see Mike Pillow be the uh, head of the RNC. So it's the official position of Echoplex Media that uh, Mike Pillow should be the head of the RNC. And um, mostly one of the reasons that'd be great if that happened is uh, watching uh, Don Jr. talk about how great it is. Here's Don Jr., just talking real fast check this out this is not a kickback folks obviously it's not the 10 percent for the big guy it's not another form of fraud uh that joe his family because you know clearly they're they're good uh i'm sure this is as legit as all of other hunter of all of hunter's other dealings like the artwork for half a million dollars totally legit guys there's nothing to see here right now, if we had real journalists, the logical next question they should be asking Joe Biden is, have you ever collected rent from your son, Hunter? And if so, how much did you collect? Of course, no journalist will actually ask that question, right? Which proves they're not, in fact, journalists. But guys, we've known. Or maybe maybe journalists looked into the claim and they're like, well, we can't really. This doesn't I don't we don't know what, they're, what you're talking about for a long period of time. If it's not the way to launder money or kick it back to Joe. You know, again, this could be the ten percent for the big guy. Who the hell knows? Journalism actually isn't when you just repeat repeat the wild claims you've heard to people in power. That's what journalism isn't. Just scrubbed by Hunter, way overpaying in rent. Did Hunter and his shady cohorts from China, Ukraine, Russia did they have access to the classified documents that were stashed there? I mean, that would be another logical question if we actually had media, but we don't. Oh, this guy thinks media, like honest media, is when they just again they just repeat the they repeat claims at uh, politicians. I don't know why ain't the media asking Trump about his uh, fucking connection to Jeff Epstein? I mean, maybe some of them have. Anyway, if you remember <clears throat> a few years ago, there was a. Uh, famous clip of old Jordy Pete talking about women in the workplace. And I thought that discourse had gone away, but here's Candace Owens to bring back the should women work discourse. Fantastic. And then of course I thought to myself, women in the workplace. Hmm. What about that one? Are we a distraction? Do you guys think we're a distraction? And the more I thought about it, I thought, yeah, we kind of are a distraction. If you what? But you're a woman in the we, we, what? She's like one of the fucking mo- like. What is she talking about? Isn't she one of the most popular people at the Daily Wire? She's like other women are a distraction. 
in general. If you think about what men have to do when they go to work now, it's essentially just a bunch of landmines, right? Once upon a time, it was a man's world. Yes, I agree. And by the way, I want to make it clear, I am not making an argument that women should not have the right to work and should be relegated to the household. I'm not saying that whatsoever, but I am acknowledging that things have gotten worse at work since women joined, since women joined the workforce. Uh, I think that men are having to deal with all these landmines everywhere. Like, don't call your assistant toots. Don't pinch any ass. Don't comment on how tight someone's sweater is. What, what about your landmines? How do all these, how do all these men deal with all these landmines at work? How do they possibly deal with all this at work? Do I say something? Do I not say something? I have to be careful on how I speak to this person because she's a woman. She might see this as some sort of an assault. Oh, do I tell her she looks nice today? Or is she going to think that that's inappropriate? Is it appropriate? Especially in the post-Me Too era, forget it. Do I say anything to her? Well, if I don't say anything to her, well, she's going to say that I'm ignoring her because I'm a man. If I say something to her, she's going to say I'm only speaking to her because I'm a man. I mean, I couldn't even imagine the internal dialogue that men must be having at work at all times. And I laugh because... That would be an internal monologue. This year, the, the Daily Wire had a Christmas party, and I didn't go for separate reasons, but I found out that the Christmas party was dry. And immediately in my head, I didn't say this out loud, but I'm saying it out loud now, I thought to myself, why is it a dry party? What, who ruined it? Right? <laughs> who ruined it? Why? God, could you imagine the reason for the party not having alcohol was like the year before Ben Shapiro got like drunk and had like a lampshade on his head and was dancing on the bar and shit? <laughs> I mean, I, whatever, uh, that's the story I'm going to tell. Is there a dry Christmas party? Everybody knows Christmas parties are not supposed to be dry. Supposed to get, have a great time with all of your colleagues. Everyone gets ridiculously drunk and it's the one time a year that you can do that. All of your work all year and then you look forward to the holidays. It's actually poor form to get fucking housed at any work party. Yeah, have a few drinks, loosen up, have some fun, but don't, don't get housed at a work party. It's a bad idea. If you and a couple work friends want to go to the bar after the work party, then fuck yeah, go get housed at the bar. Don't get housed at the work party. Just, it's a bad scene. You don't want to get all sloppy in front of people. And all of the office employees and office colleagues can get drunk. But no, now, similar to Daily Wire, a bunch of corporations are saying, mm-mm, let's not do that. Mm-mm, let's not do that. Well, why are they saying let's not do that? I don't know for sure, but probably because they're avoiding traps, right? The Daily Wire is like pushes like this kind of Christian conservative ideology. Maybe that's why they didn't have alcohol at their party. Maybe it's because they can't they ha they it's part of their brand maybe that they would have a dry party where there was no vice or whatever. Maybe that's why. Maybe it has nothing to do with whether or not people are going to sexually harass anybody or or there're going to be claims about it. Maybe it's just that their brand is this very kind of buttoned up conservative brand maybe and i'm i just i prefer that ben shapiro can't hold his liquor and just wiles out if he has a few drinks that's the story i want so more on this discourse about women at work um we're going to talk about women wearing makeup or perfume and it's unfortunately going to be uh, tim pool i think Fake breasts in general, just bad. Just absolutely not a fan. Not a fan of makeup either. I don't like any of this stuff. I think women should be themselves, but women are trying to attract mates. So it makes you makes you think about a few things. Lipstick. 
rouge, perfume. You know, the idea with lipstick is to make the lips brighter red. To oh, this is exactly what Jordan Peterson said about. Oh, it's there to simulate sexual arousal. Simulate fertility. When women are fertile, uh, again, this is like a science. Their 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 lips become flush and more attractive. Thus, women started putting on lipstick to simulate it to be more attractive. Then there's also uh, perfume. Uh, perfume I never quite understood. You know, smelling like flowers makes you more attractive to guys. Maybe it was too. Well, maybe some people think it smells nice, Tim. Mask, uh, body odor or something that was considered unattractive. I don't know. Most people stank. Or I don't know if they actually did. I just didn't sour, shower all that much. I don't know. The point is, people do things. Women do things to be more attractive. For this woman, she has opted for size M breasts. Well, that's the world we're living in. Take a look at this. Andrew at Don't Walk Run posted this video. He says, this girl is delusional and thinks she can pull a man who makes seven figures. Reality, she'll be a single mom the next three years with two kids from two different fathers. Whoa, why? You don't know anything about her. You expect your guy to make a year. At least seven figures, seven figures at least. Do you know how difficult it is to make seven yes, figures? Absolutely, I do. Obviously, we deserve it. Seven figures. Seven figures, both of you. Those gals might be trolling him. She's kind of joking. Your the point is, this lady on the left, she's a bigger woman. If you look at her face, like your face, so she's just like a regular lady. She's like, what are you, Tim? And that's the point that uh, Andrew is trying to make. She's delusional. She, she, she thinks she's going to get some more seven figures. Whoa, dude. Oh my God! Oh, well. <clears throat> We're gonna do one more clip. We'll go over a couple minutes on the podcast part of the show, and then we'll go into red light. Um, because I have a clip that I just called "Why Is Jimmy Door," and so I'm sure it's fantastic. Oh, it's about Greta Thunberg and. Oh, no. How come you never protest Saudi Arabia or Russia? You only protest Western energy. Why have you never criticized Vladimir Putin or OPEC? <laughs> yeah, I've never done that. Never, ever. Well, will you do so now? Will you condemn OPEC energy? That's a super legit question. Will you condemn OPEC? And well, how do how do so? How does someone n navigate that? She thought now know OPEC what is that it is now OPEC is in bed with the West. They're in bed with their the petrodollar. They're propping up the United States petrodollar, which allows us to commit genocides and wars all over the world. That is the a big big pusher of climate change. The the military. That's a completely legitimate question, and she just ignores it. Let's watch. <laughs> Greta, can and, you condemn every... And then she starts laughing. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fucking kryptonite to these people is to fucking laugh at them. They, It's fucking, it's smart. Yeah, laugh at these fucking, laugh at these people. Always laugh at these people. They hate not being taken seriously. Like, I'm sorry, you guys. This is fucking, you got a shitty spokesperson. Mm -hmm. You got a really shitty, this is your client. Do you think this is going to get it done on climate change? You think being, acting like an like a child which is what she's doing she's acting like she's 12 years old not like she's 20 and responsible she can't answer a direct question about climate change 
She also didn't like have a press conference and say, I am here to answer your questions. She's like walking down the fucking street. Not one single delegate that's come here on a private jet. Surely that's something you should condemn. She won't. <laughs> you can do it too. I, well, I, she won't do it. Isn't that, what is this weird? What kind of a weird back and forth is she? Ha- this is crazy. Well, yeah, she didn't offer up a press conference and not for, not for nothing. She's like neuroatypical. Like, maybe she doesn't handle these situations the way you'd like her to. And like, she was just walking down the street, dude. She wasn't like here. I'd like to take some questions from the press. I mean, you could ask people questions walking down the street, but they could fucking laugh at you and tell you to go fuck yourself too. Like, Oh, this is a fucking, it's all in the game, baby. That's how it works. You don't have to like, I don't have to answer someone's question. If I'm walking down the street, it doesn't matter if I'm Greta Thunberg producer, Dave, or like a Senator on my way to go get a coffee or anybody you don't have to answer questions and you don't have to take people seriously when they come to you and try to ask the questions it is your right as a human being to not take people seriously and i believe that was someone from rebel news in canada too so it's not like that person is you know unknown it's not like people around didn't know who who that person was and like what organization they represent like whatever Anyway, that's the end of the pod. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in and hanging out in the chat during the pod. Um, Thanks to those who followed, and thanks, Justin, for the raid. Um, You can check out uh, patreon.com slash echoplex to get the whole show, audio and video, sent right to your email the day after the show is uh, released. Um, Regular pod without the upfront and without the post game gets put out on like Spotify and everything like two days later. And um, I don't know. Go to echoplexmedia.com slash support and uh, find other ways to support this channel. Uh, I'm going to pour myself a cocktail and turn the lights red, and we'll be back with red light.
If you like what we're doing at Echoplex and aren't into Twitch, please join our Patreon at patreon.com slash Echoplex. For $5, you can get every show from beginning to end sent to you as an MP3. Even the stuff we bleep out because it's too spicy for Twitch. Echoplex would not be where we are today if it wasn't for the community support we receive. Find out all the ways you can support the show at echoplexmedia.com slash support.